Hey guys. Welcome to another episode of Pew Time with Tony. And Jackie. And uh apologize this one's getting out a little late. Jackie has been working her butt off at work. They've been very busy at the store. And we had to prepare to go out of town. Which is where we're recording right now. Yes. Coming to you from Alabama. Yeah. For a wedding. It'll be fun. We are not on a shooting excursion. For the first time in a very long time that we've traveled non-shooting related. Right. So, let's get to it. We have a lot to cover today. We have a couple new products. Oh, yeah. We'll start off with the new product quote. Uh, there's a new model from Glock. Which essentially means it's the same as all the rest, just there's something different. Yeah, uh, and it's actually, of all the guns they've come out with, this is the biggest slap in the face to me. Because that was their whole... Uh, selling point and spiel when they came out with the 19x not the 19x the 47 mm. yeah if you buy the 47 and you have a 19 you can make four guns right one of those guns was a 19 with a four and a half inch barrel a la the 17 upper so let's introduce the glock 49 which is a glock. 19 frame with the 17 upper. With 17 upper. Holy crap. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Like, the reasoning behind the 47 coming out in the first place. And then they're like, that, it would look just like this. Right. Right. In, in case you missed it, this is what we meant. Right. So, that was kind of funny. Um, Not really much to say on that. Yeah, it's going to cost the same as all the other Glock 9 mils. Uh, it's going to look the same. Right. Does all the same things. Fits in all the same holsters. Right. Has all the same parts. Uh, the second gun, which this is a little cool, right? Uh, I think this is very cool. When you first told me about it, I had to actually do a bunch of digging to find a picture of this thing. which was, It's really cool looking, so we'll make sure we put that as the post to, yeah. you know shout out the episode for this week it is the canic mete limited edition rugby sft so it's the mete sft but it's their limited edition rugby gun so what's cool about this is it's it's the first time i can remember of a, a larger sporting organization partnering with a firearms company yeah I mean, rugby across the globe, aside from the United States, is pretty big. Yeah. So, this is paying tribute uh, to the sports uniting force and uh, the first interprovincial tournament in 1889. So, this is a South African uh, rugby mm -hmm. edition, and it features a kicking graphic. A buck bullet logo. Each gun comes with a certificate of authenticity and a custom painted green case and a rugby SFT patch. And the Cerakote on this thing is dope. The the case even so like the Cerakote on the gun is green and yellow mm -hmm. to match their jersey colors. The outside of the case, it says green and yellow. It's a green case with the yellow kicking logo. Yeah plastered on the top of it yeah, it's a it's a very cool setup 
the only I don't think we can actually get this in the States. So if you can actually get one of these for your collection, I think you might be on to something because they're only going to make... Uh, 1889 to commemorate the 1889 Provisional Tournament. Right. So the only way we can see pricing is in Czar. Which is the South African Rand. That's their form of currency. Right. And it costs 19999 Czar. Which in U.S. dollars is... Just shy of 1100 Yeah. Which for a can of, uh, it's kind of pricey, especially because it's not even the steel one. Right. It's cool, right? It's a limited edition. It's something that at this moment doesn't look like you can actually get it in the States. So it's very exclusive. Yeah. And I, so the whole gun's green. The logos and the graphics are yellow. The magwell's yellow. The base plate on one of the mags is yellow. The holster is green with yellow rivets. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that. This is cross-promoting with another worldwide sport. Right. I want to see more of this. This is very cool. Yeah, this is this was really cool. I thought the uh, you know the neatest part was like I mean everything. Every Canic that you buy has that black Kydex holster. Right. They even did green Kydex with yellow rivets and yellow pins and yellow screws for the holster. So, like, it is completely that little tiny miniature gun that you get with all of, like, the toolkits and the, you know, the screw heads and stuff like that and the attachments. That gun is yellow. Like, this is, this is really well put together, very well thought out. You get an 18 and a 20 round. The 20 round is the one with the yellow base pad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever see one in person, but it's cool to see that this is happening. Oh, yeah. Uh, shooting sports, we had Area 2 happen. Uh, jump right in. Uh, limited. Top three, third place. Uh, Team Glock, Captain Shane Coley. John Browning. And then Mr. Young Gun Hot Steppin' himself. Gianni Giordano. And ladies... Top three, we have Sandy Toms, second, Debbie Keyhart, and first, Teresa Emanuelson, who is a Chicago native. Yes. And now is living her freest life in Arizona. Yes. Congratulations, Teresa. That's amazing. Uh, Open, third place, June Kim. Second place, Aaron Edens. First place, Christian Seiler. For ladies in Open, we have... Five, the top five is Marissa Larn, fourth, Lisa Munson, third, Tadra Katsi, Kat, Kasky, I'm sorry, second, Emily Hewson, and first place, Jack, Jessica Johnson. Uh, production, third place, John Murray, second, Jacob Brophy, first place, Sean Hopkins. For the ladies, Third place, Shannon Sharon Denton. Second, Sherry Malazar Malzgar. And first, Joe Dunlop. Revo, third place, Rob Pickering. Second, Les Nielsen. First, Gordon Kaiser. And then to single stack, we have third place, Jalise Williams. Second, Trevor Ryan. And first, Tim Heron. 
oh, you got messed up on it because there were no ladies shooting revolver. Right. So I, then I went straight to single stack. Right. Ladies single stack. Third place, Jolene Turner. Second place, Libby Chin. First place, Jalise Williams. Then we jump into carry optics. Overall, we have sixth place, Justine Williams. Fifth, Christian Magaling. Fourth, Tom Castro. Third, Hunter Constantine. Second, Nils Jonathan. And first, Jacob Hetherington. For those of you who didn't catch that, we said Jonathan twice. That means Mr. and Mrs. have both placed very well in Area 2. Congratulations to the two of you. Uh, Lady Carry Optics. Third place, Jessica uh, Morrow. Second place, T. No from Team Glock. And first place, Justine Williams. Way to go, girls. PCC, we have third place, Zach Smith, second, Migs Valencia, and first, Joseph Murray. Ladies PCC, third place, Kathy Kyoto, second, Diana Driscoll, first place, Daniela D'Angelo. Limited optics, top three, we have Kenshiro Nagata. In third, second will be AJ Anthony, and first, Max Leograndis. And to finish off, Ladies Limited Optics, third place, Jordan Scott, second place, Staccato team member, Michelle Viscuzzi, and first place, Terran Tactical team member, Linda Turnbull. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, they actually had a really cool kind of like jungle run stage uh, at Area 2. Oh, yeah? It was a long stage. So, uh, local shooter for here also spent a lot of time in Arizona our friend Lewis mm -hmm. he informed me that his friend was the CRO on that stage and he said there were five ROs four of them worked the stage one of them rested and the ROs logged 24 miles oh my god walking the stage wow <laughs> that's a lot of steps that's insane. Well, that's why they had to have a fifth one to get like some time off of his feet. That's a yeah, lot of walking. But and did it look like a fun stage? Yeah, I bet. Uh, that was the only thing we had to cover for shooting sports, and I do believe that is the last area and the last major. Oh. Uh, this weekend, actually, it already started. Is uh, U.S. IPSC Nationals for shotgun? No, pistol. Well, shotgun was coming up still, isn't it? Ipsic shotgun. That's world shoot. That's, That's next year. Oh, I thought I thought that was upcoming. Okay, my bad. U.S. Ipsic Nationals. You handle the calendar, apparently. It, I just <laughs> make sure it's correct. Right. <laughs> so we do have some more coming for you guys in the next few weeks, then. Yeah. Uh. Well, on Tuesday. <laughs> yep. Actually, Tuesday. For real, for real, Tuesday. Scott's honor. We did get some questions come in. Uh, so Monday we put out the post of me shooting Bamalam with this giant fireball coming out of the front end on the Spectre comp with my 365. Yeah, I really, really need to... I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> anyway, that, that picture's up there for people that say the Spectre comp doesn't really work. 
right you can for sure see all those flames coming out yeah it is it's a very very cool picture yeah clearly the gases do in fact go up correct uh so with that came a lot of questions yep not as many as we've been getting lately but some good well, ones luckily because we are late on this right we have i love that you guys send all these questions and it's becoming my favorite part of the show absolute favorite part of the show that and making fun of gun manufacturers who put dumb things out that too <laughs> uh first question that well, we got oh i'm sorry speaking of that we don't know what it is but we did see it on our way down here today oh, yeah speaking of gun companies putting out dumb shit uh walter looks to want to redeem themselves after that last k380 or pd pd p380 yeah pd380 yeah the, the please don't 380 yeah so hopefully this new one it gives you literally like just like snippets oh yeah this is and this you is can't a feature. you can't see very much of it at all so uh, it's optic much, ready what? it looks like it has pdp serrations on the rear it looks like it has some sort of lightning cuts in the front of the nose of the slide you, you said they look like lightning cuts like the p5 match yes so could it be a pdp steel frame that would be awesome that would be awesome as cool as that would be i think i would still rather see like a pdp sc right like a proper double stack carry gun yeah micro compact frame although with you know limited optics being what it is maybe the steel frame is the right choice right well we'll see what it looks like uh there's not too much you could see picture wise so it does look like it has a magwell on the bottom like a very small one so maybe it is a pdp q5 match type gun mm -hmm. you know a competition gun the red dot that was mounted on it did not look like a micro dot or what you would use for a carry dot right it looked like a full-size rmr so we'll see what it really looks like i don't know when the release date is on that do you remember uh it said soon yeah so <laughs> maybe next month maybe maybe shot show you know who knows so i think walther is waiting to release their subcompact after hk finally brings theirs over stateside and then we're like oh look oh yeah we'll just copy that thing and walther right <laughs> <laughs> right which uh, i talk a lot of shit on walther i really do love the pdp yeah he, he's very, very nice i love the grip texture on it like he's really really nice and the serrations are really nice like he's really easy to grab a hold of um our questions that came in uh, we're off of our little tyrant here first one is what is your no, favorite the first one yeah. um why do the chicago bears suck so much It's not my phone fault that your phone doesn't update. <laughs> it just says the word why. I'm like, well, somebody started something and never finished their thought. Why like, do the Chicago Bears suck so much? That was the question? Yeah, the answer is really easy. One one word. Tradition. That's, like, that's it. They must suck to stay with tradition? Yes. I mean, they won in 85. <laughs> okay, bad point. Yeah. His joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. What is your favorite caliber? Ooh. I already know mine. All right. What's yours? Mine is the 357 Magnum. It is the one I enjoy shooting the absolute most. 
Uh, it does not matter if it's in a Derringer, if it's in a lever action, if it's in a single action, if it's in a double single revolver, it does not matter. I love, oh, and the Kunin, oh my god, don't even get me started. I enjoy shooting that cartridge no matter what it's in so much. I just, it's expensive, right? Um, and carrying a revolver every day and competing with a revolver, it's not my jam, so I don't. But what I love the most caliber-wise is the 357 Magnum. That's interesting because for the longest time, that was my favorite caliber just for the uniqueness of it. Mm -hmm. But I grew up shooting a lot of revolver. Yeah. I think it's the versatility that I like the most. Like, I love, I love how much power is behind it. But it's not like an obscene amount of power. Right. It's not like, oh, yeah, the 500 is it's my favorite cartridge. Right. Like, you can only enjoy that so much. Like, this is, it's enough pop to be, like, I have all this power in my hands while still, you know, being able to actually enjoy yourself shooting that. <laughs> Even if it's in a J-frame airweight. Yeah, that's not so much enjoyable. Oh, it's, I enjoy shooting a few three years when we go to the range. Next question. What's your EDC... And choice of defensive ammo is a two-part question. Second part is fav favorite music genre. So we're going to wrap this all up into one, one, two, and three, EDC, defensive ammo, and music genre, and go. Uh, my EDC kind of rotates between two. It's either an M&P 340 J-frame with Federal Micro HST uh hollow points that are made specifically for snub nose revolvers inside of a DeSantis pocket holster or my shield plus with a hollow sun inside of a QBO holster carried appendix with what ammunition uh federal HST 124 well we carry the same ammo uh, as we're constantly battling over who gets the last of the ammo that's in the box and who has to go to the other room where all the ammo is and fish out a new box for themselves. I usually win. So my EDC is a SIG 365 frame with the Spectre Comp slides. I have a short body. I usually carry the 10 round with it. I'll occasionally carry the 12 when I carry it outside of the pants and at work in my T-series. I'll put the 15 in it. When I'm carrying it in a rounded by Conce Concealment Express holster, I do have a Holosun 407K on it, and yeah, it's a 10 round mag. I also put the Ulti Clip and a Mod Wing on my holster. That's what I carry every day. Also, obviously, HSTs in the 124 grain. And your favorite genre of music, sir? Uh, my favorite genre is probably hardstyle. Mm hmm. I don't know that I have a favorite. It's all dependent on one of my many moods. Yeah, I mean, I listen to a ton, but like the one that I always go back to, and for those of you that don't know, because I'm sure I'll get questions, think of it as like techno, but with a lot more bass and attitude, I guess, would be the best way to describe it. Energy, more energy, more passion. <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, but like, yeah. yeah yeah it's it's there's it's loud there's a lot of bass it's not and everything rattles it is not dubstep <laughs> it's not the same thing 
Uh, My favorite genre of music, I guess, since I do listen to a lot, the one I always go back to would probably be a toss-up between like late 90s, early 2000s hip-hop and that same era of like punk music, like punk and alternative. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a weird one. Love country. Love rave, dance, trap, your hard style everything i listen to oldies i listen to oldies remixed in hard style formats like <laughs> it's good if it, if it if it gets the heart it wins so yeah those are all my music genres well most of them you see my spotify playlist is like i have like 25 personalized playlists depending on the mood all right we did get additional questions what must you achieve yes mm -hmm. What must you achieve in order to not be made fun of for shooting PCC? Facial hair. What? You can't have a baby face and shoot PCC. They'll eat you alive out there. You have to have a beard. Huh. To be taken seriously. Okay. To not be called a sissy man with a, with a, with a rifle or a pistol clip. Pistol match. Uh, I'll give you the real answer. If you have uh, proper range awareness... And a speedy make ready. That will no make, one will care that you shoot PCs. That will make all the difference in the world. What um was that the northern Illinois section that we shot with almost all PCC shooters? It was so smooth. Like so smooth. But we've also been on the squad where there's only one PCC shooter and everything gets held up. Yeah, if if you shoot PCC, number one question you need to ask, can I unbag early at the berm? So when you're the next shooter up, when the other shooter is shooting, unbag, muzzle up, ready to make ready, so you slow nothing down. And seriously work on your make ready when it's, where am I grabbing my mag from? Learn how to properly seat your mag so you're not sitting up in there doing the fucking PCC jerk off, trying to make sure you got your mag all the way seated and, oh, I can't rack it back now. And here, could you please hold my chamber flag? Like... That, that's all shit that annoys people. All right. Get a routine where you can just hold the flag yourself, get your mag in, chamber, safety on, and go. Agreed. And that will literally make... People will still make fun of you, but... not. But if you had a beard, they probably wouldn't. <laughs> next question. Uh, what will be the next innovation in pistols? Such as grips action of recoil, pressure deviation, etc. I feel like a lot of the features that are on the Alien are due to be repeated on the guns that are on the market right now when they upgrade their line. So it's funny, when you really look at the Alien, everything being put together makes it groundbreaking, but the features on it aren't new. So, Smith & Wesson made a 22 where the barrel was on the bottom. The Rhino has the barrel on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And the Desert Eagle is a gas-operated pistol. You just merged all of the best things of each of those into one gun. So, you gave it a CZ or Glock-style uh, grip angle. Or now with the new one, a 2011. You gave it a really good trigger. And you gave it 
a lot of technology in gastric. Mm -hmm. So I do see people doing it, doing more of that. But I think the push is going to be still the capacity game. So we've developed... With regard to competition guns or with regard to carry guns? Well, that, that's, that spills over. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. We've developed kind of standard that, hey, if you have a full-size gun, you should be able to hold at least 23 plus one with an extension. Right. When is that standard going to go up? Whether it's making the gun slightly wider, do we make a uh, triple a stack? Triple stack? Not so triple. I think triple would be too much. But can we stagger them a little bit more to get a few more rounds in? Mm-hmm. Like, how far can you really go with that without making it look ridiculous and be hard to hold? Right. Yeah, I mean, and I, that's the, I think, one of the coolest things about Lago, what they did with Alien, is just push the boundaries of what people thought. Right. Yeah, I think they did Is it expensive? Yes. Is it kind of cool shit? It was very cool. Like, they they have something that no one else has as far as, like, the combination of the features, right? Nobody else has, like you mentioned, all those other manufacturers that have different parts and different things that they use that Lago has in the Alien. But does anyone have anything out of the market that has... All those things wrapped up in one package. No. No, they do not. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be that package. I think you're going to see a lot more guns start to develop. Uh, actually, Harrison kind of pointed it out. Uh, the grip and pressure deviation. I think you're going to see a lot more guns start to play with palm swells. Mm -hmm. And having a thicker grip. Not necessarily thicker, but a more molded grip. Like, small's nice, but small also means, like, you know, if I grip your 365, there's nowhere for me to put my support hand. Right. Yeah. Which I know is, a, is a, you know, that's a reason why a lot of people don't like the 365, because it is, it's so slim. The same thing with the Hellcat. A I hand... love the way the Hellcat feels in one hand. Yeah. Putting a second hand on it sucks. Right. Which is why I carry a Shield Plus, because to me, it's a little thicker front to back. Yeah. That, Spaces my hand out a little that more. That front to back is where it's at on the Shield Plus. I love that. Sh I love that gun. Even, like, like carrying it, it doesn't. it's not any wider than my 365, so away from my body, it's not sticking out any farther. Right. But the front to back, if I close my eyes and I grab that gun in my head, I'm holding a full-size gun. Yeah. Because that front to back is so long. It actually gives me so much space for my support hand. Uh, next question. It's my first time going to SHOT Show. What should I expect? What booths should I see? Uh, tell you right now, be prepared to not see everything. Right. <laughs> yeah, there is so much to see. I've literally spent like three hours going through the show floor booths on the map. And marking out, like, highlighting which ones are the must-sees. Well, it's different for us because it's part of what we do for a living. Right. For you, going for your first time, I don't know what capacity you're going in. Um, 
but just go with what you want to go see. Yeah. You know, if there's a celebrity or a shooter you want to go see, go see them. Right. If there's a new product coming out that you want to see, go see them. I will tell you a couple fun booths to stop by. Uh, Laser Shot is usually there. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like you just want to get some trigger time, they usually have their simulator set up. And it's kind of a cool little thing just to break away from meeting after meeting or just running around seeing booths. Yes. Uh, if you're one of those guys that's a huge... I'm not, but there are tons of people that are like huge patch or sticker collectors. Mm-hmm. Geisley always has the patches. They have the badge holders. Yep. If you want a badge holder, when you get there, on day one, you have to go straight to Geisley. If you don't go straight to Geisley... You will not get a fancy-dancy badge holder. You'll get that little string string with the clip paper clips on it that they give you yeah. to hold your badge in front of your body. And you want, like, a nice a nice one. Go straight to Geisley the moment you hit registration. Yeah, and uh, bring good shoes. Yeah. We have uh, another one. What are your competition goals for 2024? Well, you already did yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to tell you stay tuned because I have mine lined up-ish, but I don't have them set just yet. When I get them set, I'll share them on the show. All right. And we have... <laughs> Uh, thoughts on either a P320 AXG Legion or the Spectre Comp as a cheaper option for shooting open to just have fun and go fast. The AXG Legion is already IDPA approved, but who wants to shoot wearing a vest? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for just shooting. If, if you just want to stick any gun in open and shoot it just for fun, I'm always for that. Yeah, I mean, you've shot your Hellcat from Appendix and Open. You... Well, I shot at Carry Optics because it was legal then. Well, you shot another carry gun. From... Was that your original shield? It was my shield I shot in Limited. Yeah. Because at the time, it was not legal. For Appendix Carry, it had to be an outside holster. Right. Yeah, I've never shot Open just to shoot it without shooting an Open gun. I don't, not that I can remember. I mean, I did. I shot before limited optics was a thing. I took the staccato when I got it and I shot open with it, mm-hmm. which was just a stock staccato, no magwell, and a slide right optic. Right. So I'm all for, you know, doing the cheap open gun thing. Yeah. I would say if those are your two options, I think the 320, uh, the AXG Legion, I think, is better than the Spectre Comp Legion. Just, I, I, I love the AXG grip. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if you get bored and want to shoot a... Uh, and it, here's the cool thing. You don't have to wear a vest, right? You can appendix that thing. Mm-hmm. Wear a hoodie, wear a t-shirt. Yep. They're concealed at start. You're 100% legal with appendix. So, you can have fun with that in IDPA carry optics. Just... Be prepared to only load 10. Right. And if you do end up shooting the Spectre Comp, you wouldn't be able to do that in carry optics. 
for IPA. Yeah, it's a factory option. So it's legal. Wasn't there a point where you were not able to do that? They were I talking could... if it was screwed on. They wanted it integrated. I think it was original. I could be mistaken. I'm almost positive as long as it's a factory option, you're fine. Because that was why I didn't shoot my Spectre, my Spectre Comp 365 in IDPA. I don't think it was legal yet. That's what I said. I think that changed between when I shot it. Oh, yeah. And now. It's legal now. I know for a fact it's legal. Well, that's very exciting. Yeah. Shoot them both. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, have you guys checked out the Grip Keeper here on Instagram? I just ordered one of the products and can't wait to use it. Not only at home, but also on the range, since it's basically the grip of my gun, I'll be able to do stage walks with it. Actually, technically, you won't be able to, because that could be listed as an aiming device, mm -hmm. and that's not permitted. So, I hate to burst your bubble on that, and not to be one of those fuddy ROs, I'm just letting you know that someone will probably call you out on it. Right. Uh, but... If you want to go mess around in your backyard without waving a gun around and scaring your neighbors, right. that's a great option. I haven't messed with one yet. I've had, you are amongst quite a few people now that have asked me about the the grip keeper. So I think I'm going to have to reach out, for, reach out to them and just ask them and take a closer look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be neat. I've seen I've seen guys like walk around with a pacer gun, yeah. in their hand and like <laughs> aim at the targets. It's just funny, right? Well, because and that's the other IDPA thing that people make fun of. Like you can't air gun. Mm -hmm. So the the joke was at the local club, you would just walk around and be like, "What about that target?" and like point to it. Mm -hmm. What about that target and that target? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have another question? Uh, we have the last question. Which we saved till last, just like we do a dessert. Well, because yeah. yes, you do. See what I'm dessert. getting at? I didn't. I didn't read this question up until yesterday. That wasn't even yesterday. It was today. Oh, oh, it was today. Because yeah, oh my gosh, what a long day. Yeah. We drove ten hours today, so we feel like we've been up for three days straight. Uh, so go ahead and read it. Go ahead. You're dying. To read it. <laughs> I am dying to read it. I'm surprised you're actually gonna let let us read this because <laughs> I thought you were gonna just dismiss it. The question is, would you rather sit on a cake and eat a dick or sit on a dick and eat a cake? This is a Tony-only question that's very specifically mentioned by the by the questionnaire as a Tony-only question. Isn't it questioner? Questioner. Questionnaire. Makes him sound a little fancy. Hmm. Uh, he is one of our one of our weekly regulars. Yeah. Um, and I will say I'm a little disappointed because everyone knows how much I love to eat cake. I'll leave it at that. Go on. <laughs> I think he's pretty smart for going, oh, this is a Tony-only question. Right. <laughs> uh, so what's the choice of sit on cake and eat dick or sit on dick and eat cake? So we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> uh, I don't... Yeah, I, 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 I can. You can DM him directly because it seems like a really personal question he wanted you to tell him. I guess. I mean, I really like it. Depend. It depends on the cake. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. I can't. I think it depends on the flavor of cake. Possibly, maybe. I'm not sure. 
Catcher's Choice. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you so much for your questions this week, guys. It was a blast. Apologize about being late again. You know the normal shit. Uh, Pewtime Podcast at gmail.com at laughingload on all the socials. Uh, like, comment on YouTube. And subscribe on YouTube. And subscribe. And if you guys wouldn't mind, rate this podcast. Uh, The views have been going through the roof because you guys rock. And we thank you so much for it. It's very cool to see the the chart go in an upward direction, unlike uh, stocks. Right. The upward climb. It's really great to see. And we love and appreciate you guys so very much. Cool. Thank you, guys. Uh, We will talk to you next week. Bye.